talking about the things that matter most to you. Today's Catholic Women. Catholic Women Now with Julie Nelson and Chris McGruder is underwritten by Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte, a licensed representative of Blue Cross Blue Shield of Iowa, cindyschulte.com, and Fred Haas. Over 30 years helping injured Iowans recover losses from accidents and work-related injuries. Fred Double D, Haas Double A. Hey, good morning, everybody. We're so glad you joined us today and invited us into your home, your car, or your, where you're working at, whatever you're doing today. I'm Julie Nelson. And I'm Chris Magruder. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. And happy feast day of the visitation. This is like one of my favorite Marian feasts, and I think it's because of the friendship Mary and Elizabeth enjoyed. I just think about Elizabeth showing up on Mary, uh, or Mary showing up on Elizabeth's doorstep because they didn't have cell phones to call in and say, I'm like, <laughs> on my way, I'm five minutes away. <laughs> and the joy, you know. Uh-huh. Knows, that embrace. I that always embrace. imagine that embrace. So excited yes, to see each and other. Feeling, you know, feeling each other's wombs with the baby Jesus and yes. St. John the Baptist and bringing Christ. Mm-hmm. To bringing Christ mm-hmm. to the friendship. And I think and, about all my good friends. And all of those friends who have been walking to Elizabeth's house, those 80 miles this month for us. Did you finish your 80 miles? No, I didn't. But I did <laughs> try to walk about every day. I just didn't do three miles every day like I'd hoped to. Yes, but, yeah, same here. I honestly have about 10 miles left. I yeah. missed a couple days this weekend because I was moving my son. and You know, so. there's a lot of people walking mm-hmm. out there because I have um, actually was talking to Monsignor Beeson yesterday and he walked his 90 miles. And it's like, oh, oh no, Monsignor, that was so sweet. I thought we were walking 80. Yeah, he walked 90. That's he, awesome. Yeah, he went beyond. He's, he's Of course. A, yeah. Actually, Does that mean he it, missed it, Elizabeth's house? Yeah, he overshot <laughs> it. So you know, they didn't have GPS then either. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it, 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 it depends on what account you read. It's between 80 and 90 miles is okay. what I found when I was okay. reading up on it. But I just, the, I, just one more thing about the visitation. I just want to say that um, the one thing I like about the visitation that really warms my heart is the fact that all my friends who I share Christ with, we share Christ-centered friendships because of the visitation, mm-hmm. because Christ is in center, is so mm-hmm. endearing to me today. And I mm-hmm. want to thank all of our listeners because you and I, Chris, we look at all of our listeners in that same way. And maybe we not met all you, you hear our voice and you beam us in every week. And we thank you for that. And thank you for your friendship centered in Christ. Yes. Well, and you know what, Julie, we, this is our third year doing this. And it's so funny because my daughter ended up doing it and she actually finished yesterday. God bless her. She's in studio with us today. She's actually our guest today. She is. We're going to talk, we're going to talk a little bit about the do's and don'ts for parents uh, who want to evangelize their returning college kids. So that'll be fun. But she finished the walk and I'm, I'm, my head down because she was so adamant about getting done but here was the cute thing early on in the month she's like oh this visitation and then and she's you know working on the consecration she consecrated actually today to mary which is exciting and so all this was kind of coming together but what i thought was so interesting with the visitation was that not you know what was that she actually um had decided That this was her. Day. I'm I'm losing my train of thought right now. Where was I going with this? So Eddie's right? in studio with us. So Eddie, yeah, jump in anytime you want on the mic. Darn. So we'll just let you. Oh, I, I had too many yeah, things about that the I was visitation. Saying. I had too many things yeah. I was saying. Yeah, but but anyway, it is exciting to have the visitation and to have all of you listeners who are with us walking all the way. Oh, I know what I was going to say. She actually had finished on time and. But she didn't realize that this walk to Mary that she was hearing from Iowa Catholic Radio was started by you and I with Catholic Women Now. That's where I was going. Yes. So. Well, that, it is very beautiful, and I and I do we do have to make an announcement, and sadly, 
Oh, maybe not so sadly. God always has a plan for everything. Yes, yes. Um, we were going to have a mass and a dinner tonight celebrating it. And unfortunately, it's a busy time of year. Yep. And people are busy, and we didn't, just didn't have enough interest in doing that. But that doesn't mean that we all can't still celebrate in prayer. But yes. I think it's so beautiful. All the rosaries that are being prayed, prayed this month by everybody, and all, and that's what's really important. Yeah, and all we've had so many people down. telling us they're walking. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, I think the numbers were just low because you know it's hard to get those RSVPs, and when well, they're just not on Facebook or whatever. It is. Well, or you know, we were announcing it on the air, but I just think it's a busy time. It you know, is graduations, you know, yeah. end of school year and stuff like that. But maybe, maybe we'll do something later in the summer. Do a Catholic woman now yes. soiree on the patio or something. <laughs> an evening, an evening of wine and that cheese. That would be so, so fun. So that would anyway. be so fun. And I also we want to say, be thinking um, as you're listening to Addie today. If you have any questions for Addie or any comments you want to make, please text us at five one five two two three eleven fifty. Just put that in and text whatever question or whatever is on your mind, and we. Will We'll be happy to get that on the air. We've been having a lot of fun interacting with all of you through the text line. So please, please just do that. Go ahead and just feel free to do that. And just so you know, listeners, a lot of you, when it comes in, it'll say that it's unnamed. So you're anonymous when you you send your text and you're anonymous. (laughs) Well, and we need to say thank you to our good friend, Cindy Schulte of Farm Bureau Financial Services for underwriting Catholic Women Now. She is an authorized independent agent. Cindy and her team can provide health insurance options from Wellmark Blue Cross Blue Shield of Iowa. And she's always here to make insurance simple for you. Cindy's really good at um, taking care of your future and protecting what matters most, and she really is committed to doing the best job for you. You can find her on the web at cindyschulte.com or by calling 515-226-2111. But I skipped prayer, the most important thing. So let's pray. Yes. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, like we mentioned, as we mentioned earlier, Addie Magruder is joining us today, and she's here in studio. Hello, Addie. Hello. Good to be here. Well, thank you for coming and being with us today. We appreciate it. This is such a great topic of how we can talk to our college-age kids when they come back home from college about faith because the dynamic does change a little bit after they've been off and on their own. But Addie, I think it would be good if you just explain to people your role at Dowling Road briefly here so that people understand where, where, what you do at Dowling and who you are. Yeah, definitely. So I was just hired on about a year ago, and when they hired me, the main objective of my role is help our students keep their faith after they leave Dowling. So what this looked like our very first year was to help students um, learn how to develop a personal prayer life, learn how to fall in love with Christ. And so we really worked on helping build up their faith before they leave Dowling. But the other half of my job, which will really get started this coming um, fall when our students do go off to college, will be um, helping them, making sure that they have the supports that they are ingrained into a beautiful Catholic community, as well as continuing the work um, of a small group ministry and faith mentoring, 
also at Dowling. We've, we've named the ministry Ut Fidem, which is Latin for keep the faith. Oh, I love that. I love yes. it. So as listeners, as you listen, you can understand where Addie has a lot of perspective on working with high, high school seniors and college students here. So, yes. And so, she, she was focus trained down at yeah. Ave Maria with mm-hmm. the other students who are being, or uh, young adults who are being trained to go on to college campuses. Mm-hmm. So she kind of got trained to do you know, work with both ages. So Addie, where would you want to begin in this conversation about how we talk to our ca- kids? when they come home from college? Yeah, I think the very first item is just to, first of all, figure out where your child or student is at um, in their faith. I think the very first step is to seek to understand where they're coming from. A lot of us, you know, I, I want to see our students going to Mass every week. I want to see them, you know, attending all of our ministries and sacrament opportunities at Dowling. That's not always the case. And we can't... Um, immediately expect them to with a snap of our fingers we have to first find out where they are and yeah and I can see where that's important because as they go off to college and into the world and depending on the college they go to if it's a very secular college they're going to hear a lot of ideologies that Mm -hmm. are new to them and they're going to and they're kind of questioning anyway Mm -hmm. so is that kind of where you're kind of thinking that maybe that's important to find out what they've been exposed to and where they're at yeah, um, I think this conversation really initiated when one of my friends, she, she just ran into a woman. She, it was a missionary friend, and her and my, this woman that my missionary friend ran into just told her, you know, my, my daughter's coming back from college, and I know that she stopped going to Mass ever since she's come. What do I tell her? She's under my roof now, but she's an adult in the mm-hmm. faith. Do I make her go? Do I not? And my missionary friend um, told this woman, you know, the, invite her to come and see what she says first. If she says, no, that's, that's not for me, rather than immediately going and saying, well, you're under my house now, and when you're here, you have to come with us, rather say, well, why not? Seek and ask questions. See where their, um, where their question is at. For example, maybe they're struggling with the existence of God. Maybe mm-hmm. they're struggling with the different um, Catholic morality or Catholic church teaching or different things like that. Um, and if we're trying to give them an answer to a question that they're not asking, they might end up pushing not only the faith away, but pushing us away as well when we can be a fountain of uh, and a source for them to go to for the faith. I mean, the catechism says parents have the first privilege Mm -hmm. to evangelize their children and we definitely want to make sure that they can come to us at that age we're really supposed to speak to our adult kids more like friends so what i'm hearing you say is come to them in love like you would to a friend not necessarily like a parent who still can discipline their children right and i think that that's a hard thing for parents and i speak from my own experience because Mm -hmm. there's a strong sense of responsibility yes the children, my children are not mine. I understand they're God's, but I, he's in, God has entrusted me with them. And so mm-hmm. there's that sense of responsibility and worry, you know, worry, yeah. you know, oh my gosh, if I don't say this and if I don't say this and maybe they'll forget about it or they've forgotten about it, but it, it's mm-hmm. a tough situation. But I think the friendship thing is important. But, you know, we were talking about, you know, if they're having questions about the existence of God and I'm thinking, could I explain that to them? <laughs> you know, good question. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, so what would you recommend if parents? Parents don't, parents, I think a lot of times don't feel equipped to talk to their kids about the faith. So Mm -hmm. how would you guide that kind of a situation? And, you know, even if we are equipped, sometimes 
the, the student or the child can't hear the answer from us. Mm -hmm. I think the very first step, I, you said, ultimately, they're God's children. And so the, there's nothing more powerful we can do than to pray for the, our children um, and to trust in the fact that God wants them more than even we want them, mm -hmm. as hard as that can be to realize sometimes. That is hard. That yeah. is really hard, especially yes. when there's trials going on. Yes. And you want to rush in and do everything mm -hmm. for them. You know, and that reminds me, um, Julie, a few weeks back we had Judy Klein on, and she talked about entrusting our kids uh -huh. to Mary. Uh -huh. and, I, and she had a consecration prayer for that. Do, do you talk to parents about that ever, Addison, entrusting their children to Mary? I don't do a lot with parents face-to-face, um, -face, more uh -huh. than just emails and different things mm -hmm. like that. Um, but I know I entrust them, <laughs> the girls in my small group oh, to Mary. that's beautiful. Um, I ask the Holy Spirit to go ahead of me. A tip we've heard before is, you know, tap, tap our guardian angel to go talk to their guardian angel uh -huh. um, to inspire openness of heart, um, open their ears so that they can really hear us before we go into the conversation. So there's steps to take even before you approach the conversation as well. Yeah. So, so I, I, I do like that. Anytime you have a conversation to always temper it and pat it with prayer ahead of time. Mm -hmm. I think that's very, very important because sometimes mm -hmm. we get too excited or too, too nerve or too anxious and we just mm -hmm. rush in like a bowl in a china mm -hmm. shop maybe yeah. sometimes and you just kind of and then you're picking mm -hmm. up pieces yeah. and that's worse so, so you're preparing the situation by just addressing their guardian angel and saying please please soften their heart so that they can hear me kind and of then thing. help me to have the words yes. too i kind of yeah. go that and way yeah, too that's, that's also a good time to i would think call on the holy spirit mm -hmm. and yeah. i think going back to that point what if you feel ill-equipped or I only kind of know this answer. Well, we can trust the Holy Spirit. But additionally, I think it's okay to realize we don't have to have all of the answers. It doesn't mean an answer doesn't exist. So to ask them where they're struggling, and if we don't know the answer, saying, by golly, sweetie, you know, yeah. let's find the answer together. Let's go. It's important for us to go. If we have questions about the faith, go to people that have the faith. Um, and there are beautiful resources where we can find strong answers and and our God is incomprehensible. We're always going to have questions. When we resolve yes. one, another one's going to come up. Right. Um, and it's okay to enter into the conversation without all the answers. It's almost better sometimes to show that we we don't have all the answers, but we're still striving for a relationship with Christ because he loves us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what a great example. And I think that's mm -hmm. where it starts is just by being an example you know, of the mm -hmm. faith and living out the faith when it's difficult. And I think I hear you, Addie, because there were times when I know, you know, we've had conversations, I've had conversations with your brothers and you where I've had to say, uh, I don't have the answer, but I can tell you I struggled with that before. Mm -hmm. And, you know, mm -hmm. to just meet them where they are, because it's it, being honest in all situations of faith, you know, being honest and saying I've been there before or, or right. I, I still struggle with I that. I think it's very important they see our vulnerability right. because mm -hmm. they're feeling vulnerable and it validates their vulnerability as well. It's like it's mm -hmm. okay to be vulnerable. It's okay not to know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. the, yeah, with them as well. You know, something, too, um, when you're talking about seeking answers and stuff, Addie, I was thinking, too, I know um, I've done this with my kids is um, they... 
their approach to life after they got off to college, they, they're very intellectual. Not, I'm not saying, I'm not bragging that they're brainiacs, but they but are. They are. But they are. <laughs> and, and okay, and I only take credit, and I only take credit for that because I gave them good prenatal nutrition. <laughs> maybe some only, classical music. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe I played some Mozart. <laughs> so, um, but I think that um, sometimes I could not relate to their intellectual, their their scientific kind of approach mm-hmm. to things because I don't think that way. I'm more heart than head. Mm-hmm. And so I just, I remember praying one time. It's like, okay, Lord, put somebody in their path, a peer, a friend, who has that same intellectual um, connection with them, who has a strong faith life. Mm-hmm. And it was answered. You know, wow. God did that, you know. And so it's sometimes it's it's a lot of that letting go as a parent and accepting that mm-hmm. God has a better plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, so often we have this idea of how someone's going to come to the faith. We do. We're, well, we're going to get them in this and then this is going to happen. Okay? Yeah. Um, and I think that's good because it's coming from passion um, to do the will of the Father. It's coming from love and care for that specific person, especially if it's your child. Um, but it's also, you know, we don't know God's plans. And we all, we always laugh at that joke in terms of our future, but it also works for this as well. Um, and I think yesterday when we were talking about this just a little bit, you mentioned that holy detachment. Yes. That the Lord is going to bring them in um, in ways that we don't even know, we can't even expect. Um, and sometimes we're, we don't know when something that we do affects them. Um, we don't know when someone else has entered into their path or maybe they just saw something on TV or heard something on radio and it's just, they're pondering it in their mind. It keeps coming back to them. We don't know what's going on. Right. We don't know what's going on in their head and their heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And holy detachment, that's kind of an interesting thing because it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's really hard, <laughs> but it's, 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 it's trusting God, but it's also detaching from our fears, you know, our fears for our kids and detaching from that and not relying on ourselves and our actions to get the results that we think we want. So that's all part of what you've talked about is mm-hmm. holy detachment. You know, and speaking to that, that whole idea of, you know, that the fear that kind of enters in as parents that they're not going to get it and trying to entrust them to the Lord. Addie, what do you say to people about, you know, when they get their feelings hurt, you know, that those parents who get their feelings mm-hmm. hurt because their kids come home. I mean, how do, what do you say to them? How, how would you recommend they respond to, you know, I, because I know you, you kind of get scared. And so instead of probably behaving and reacting in a way that's, that's uh, positive, it, it ends up being something where you get your feelings hurt, you kind of get your ire up. Mm-hmm. As my missionary friend would say, she'd say, it's not about you. <laughs> and then she'd laugh afterwards. <laughs> But, uh, you know, it's just kind of coming to mind. It's just that scripture verse. Um, hope does not disappoint. Yeah. If we have true trust in the Lord, then we will have hope in him, hope for our children to come back. And um, if if we want to be instruments, disappointment is never a way to win someone back. <laughs> right. right? Um, and so hope, love is what will conquer. And mm-hmm. and to not get discouraged, to just trust our Lord and our God. He is so powerful. And um, I always think of uh, Romans 8, 28, um, all things work for the glory of God, you know. So and even in the disappointments, God is working and there is something there. Maybe he's redirecting. Mm-hmm. He wants you to look at an open door that's been open and you didn't see it. Just different mm-hmm. things like that, too. It, ma- and, it and, makes me think of several years back when I was doing a parent book study about one of the things this guy said is the the most important thing that parents can do is Never, 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 the whole line of nevers, 
give up. <laughs> yeah. You know, never mm-hmm. give up on your kids. I mean, like we were talking mm-hmm. yesterday about how it can take weeks, months, and even years. And we may we... not ever see it in our lifetime. True. You know, true. it's it, there was this a quote by Pope Paul VI, and I've got to memorize it, but it's so beautiful. He says, mothers are like Moses. We never may never see what we have sown. Like Moses didn't, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And he sowed a lot, but he never saw the fruition of the kingdom and the you know, the profession of the faith. So, but, you know, getting back to some of this, what we're talking about letting go. I mean, the parents, we as parents need to be stolid in our faith life and continue to grow and work with our, in our relationship with Christ. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think if we want our children or in my case, our students to imitate Christ, they need models for that. They need to see someone um, modeling, imitating Christ as best as we can. We're not expected to be perfect here. Um, and even if they're not consciously recognizing it, it's it's kind of coming into them as well. And I think it kind of helps too. I mean, there's head knowledge of the faith, but then there's that relationship with Christ. Mm-hmm. So I think through that prayer and through that personal relationship we develop with Christ, then we can, like what you said, you, get, you can't give what you don't have. Mm. And to help kids to understand there is more to it than just what is moral right and wrong, mm. what is, you know, commandments, but just there's it's a relationship too. And, and to do it joyfully. Yes. Because if no one wants to do something if, if it's not going to lead to happiness. Right? That's the happiness idea. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody wants to our face yeah. saints. But, <laughs> but if it's joyful, all of a sudden it's like, wait, a, how? I want, I want a little bit of what she's got over there. It's attractive, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, It's very totally attractive. Is. And that's really what, yeah, when, I, mean, I agree. Mm-hmm. And, you I know, agree. it's funny, it, the idea of not giving up, because I, I have friends who are kind of like, well, my kids are pretty much out of the house, and I messed up totally. I didn't practice the faith. I thought I was giving it to them because I sent them off to Catholic schools, but then I didn't. I didn't do well when they were home. But what I saw was when they all of a sudden started to change, even though their kids were out of the house, all of a sudden their kids started to change. Yeah. Even adult children, mm-hmm. you know, will still watch their parents. That's what I think is so powerful. And this family in particular, I'm seeing them in daily mass now. They're wow. very. They've made a big change in their life. There's an interesting family dynamic that comes from counseling models that when someone in the family steps up, it naturally brings everybody else up a step. Now, maybe not be mm-hmm. on the same step, but the whole family tends to rise in their mm-hmm. behaviors, too. And it kind of goes with that. Mm-hmm. I think also, too, another thing about keeping strong in your own personal prayer life as a parent is, you know, maybe your child may make a, a decision, a choice that could bring a lot of um, detriment to them and, uh, and put them in a real state of um, trial and uh, uh, probably... Um, not fear, but just something that could really change the trajectory of their life. Mm. And so I think that's another thing. So that when, if those things happen and, you know, life is not guaranteed as a, you know, life of roses, we're going to have those moments. But when they can see the parent so strongly in the faith during those moments of trials, Mm -hmm. that's a powerful witness too. Mm -hmm. A powerful witness. Because let's face it, you know, I bet kids know mom and dad have been praying They've mm-hmm. seen him growing up in the home, but then and now it's put into action in a situation that this adult child is now facing with the parent helping mm-hmm. them walk through it with the faith. Well, and mm-hmm. it's never too late, even if they didn't see that, to con- to start to be that example. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. It really is. And yeah. what if they well, they saw um, that habit of prayer even without a trial as well, and, and just see Bingo. what is what is going on? All of a sudden, mom's on her knee. What? You know, it, <laughs> I think it doesn't, it, in trial especially, but even without trial, 
you can kind of turn your child's head mm-hmm. to be like, what is going on here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. And also in tri- in times of trial as well, I think all the more reason why you want to entrust your child to Mary, right? I, I to think get in, that protection. And, and another point that, that that in trials too is you know if you're helping your child, your adult child through a difficult time, um, then you are a, they're vulnerable. That's a state of vulnerability for them. You know, um, I saw that when I worked in ICU, people would have a, a trial, you know, a, a sick one relative, and all of a sudden they're open to something. They're mm. searching for something to hang yeah. on to. So when a parent is already strong, it can really foster that relationship with Christ for themselves. Mm-hmm. Then they can help reach out to their child and help them see God in the situation mm-hmm. and trust God because that's, they're vulnerable and it's an opportunity for evangelization and, mm-hmm. and, and witness. You know, one of the things that we, we need to remember too, I think, and I, I'm just interjecting my own thoughts here is the idea of our patron saints are there always praying for our kids and mm-hmm. to ask those patron saints, you know, as well as Mary, but let's really quickly, um, what does it mean? Just so that our listeners know, we have about a half a minute here to entrust our kids to Mary. How do we do that? What's the action that we can take? I mean, that, that's kind of a big word for some of us who don't know what it means to entrust. And I would say, this is just my thought, is there is a very simple prayer you can find that you can read. As a matter of fact, if you go online, there are several prayers. Um, and trust your kids to Mary if you Google that. And, and it's just very simple act of prayer. You know, Mary, I give my kids to you. Take care of them. You know better what they need than what I need. And she's then a conduit to Jesus. Take them to Christ for me. Mm-hmm. I think it's so beautiful as women, too, in the motherhood that we you know... Mary fills in that motherhood gap that we can't. Mm-hmm. And um, she's the ultimate mom. And she's there with them all the time when we can't be, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, in college and yeah. such. Yeah. Well, what a great way to kind of go out on the visitation, yeah. talking about Mary and trusting our children to them. Yeah, any, thank any you other, so much. Yes. Any other last points we need? Oh, nope. She's thank throwing you, Addie. Hands. She's thank done. you, Addie, for joining <laughs> us today and bringing us these great things. And thank you for all the work you're doing at Dowling with those kids. It's such an impactful thing that you're doing. So God yeah. bless you and continue, continue to keep yeah. that good Thanks. work thank for you. Christ. <laughs> um, well, we're grateful here at Catholic Women now for the support of Fred Haas Law Offices. Mr. Haas has over 35 years of legal experience and he's very compassionate for those who've suffered a personal injury and pain. He listens carefully and intently when you go to him and he'll weigh your case very carefully and be very honest and objective with you whether the whether you have something that would be warranting his expertise or not. Mr. Haas respects the dignity of each of his clients as a person. We've known him, we've met him personally and can, can testify to his integrity. Uh, potential clients receive a free consultation. He's located in Des Moines, but Mr. Haas serves clients throughout all of Iowa. 515-256-6301-888-338-6535, fredhaas.com, fred double D, haas double A. Dot com. <laughs> well, Iowa Catholic Radio Rosary is up next, but let's start with our prayer to close out, Julie. Okay, name the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. Dear Lord Jesus, we just thank you for the gift of being parents and entrusting your kids to us to raise and guide. And we ask for your guidance, Lord, and constantly remind us um, and show us the way that we are to go with our children and also help us to grow in our faith with you and our personal friendship with you. And Blessed Mother Mary, we thank you for this gift of the visitation and we thank you for your yes that you are there 
taking our prayers to Jesus and whispering them in his ear for us. And thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, thank you for listening to Iowa Catholic Radio and Catholic Women Now. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation to Iowa Catholic Radio as we continue to teach, evangelize, and defend our Catholic faith. I, did you say the Iowa Catholic Radio Rosary? I did. Is, I all did. right, great. And we want to thank <laughs> T- Tony Valdez and Jeb Eishai for running the board for us. Now go do impossible things with God. Amen. Talking about the things that matter most to you. Today's Catholic Women. Catholic Women Now with Julie Nelson and Chris McGruder is underwritten by Fred Haas. Over 30 years helping injured Iowans recover losses from accidents and work-related injuries. Fred Double D, Haas Double A. And Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte, a licensed representative of Blue Cross Blue Shield of Iowa. CindySchulte.com. Catholic Women Now with Julie Nelson and Chris McGruder every Thursday at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. On the radio voice for Catholic Women Now. 1150 a.m., 88.5 FM, and 94.5 FM. And on the Iowa Catholic Radio app. Iowa Catholic Radio. Radio.